0: you and also with you let us pray Lord Jesus who bled and died for our sins and rose again triumphing over your and our enemies grant us to be partakers of your victory that we delivered from the hand of them that hate us may serve you without fear in time and eternity forevermore amen Amen. Psalm 118. I invite you to open up your scriptures and turn to Psalm 118 with us. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say,
1: his steadfast love endures forever.
0: Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off.
1: They surrounded me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off.
0: I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord.
1: This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it.
0: I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation.
1: The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone.
0: This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes.
1: This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
0: for a steadfast love endures forever. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Keeker and I am joined here this afternoon in the beautiful sanctuary of Trinity Lutheran Church in Clinton, Missouri with Brian Lohman. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, it's good to be here. You know what most people think of now when they think of Brian Lohman in our church? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> they think he's the guy with the voice. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Brian is a polished singer, and uh, apparently you can do a good Garth Brooks impression. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I grew up with Garth Brooks and George Strait and all those old school guys. Yeah, my so my uh, Alyssa was scrolling through Facebook. I don't know if you knew this did you know your wife posted a video of you singing Garth Brooks
1: yeah it wasn't till like a day or two later she's like um have you looked at Facebook (laughs) no and so then I looked I'm like oh no
0: yeah so all of a sudden I hear you singing in my house perfect Garth Brooks song I'm like where is where is Brian
1: (laughs) well that particular one was George Strait oh shoot (laughs) I'm showing my true colors. But they're both kings it in was my a, it Kings was a of co- country in my book. That <laughs> was they're a country king. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was. That was Which uh, one was it? It was George Strait. Um, uh, now I can't even remember.
0: Um, I just keep thinking of the song, That Red Dirt Road, but that's not. That's Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> See? Why is that even? Coming? What kind of music do you listen to? I. Uh, Right now. Besides hymnals. <laughs> you heard me listening to the yeah, organ Yeah, you earlier. came in and you was playing. <laughs> I had some organ playing. During Lent, uh, this year, I, when I drive, I don't have any radio, no podcasts, which I love podcasts while driving. Yeah. Um, but I'm not doing much driving anyways anymore with the virus going on. But even the first couple of weeks of Lent, I don't listen to anything on the radio. No podcast, no music, no Brooks and Dunn or Garth Brooks or George Strait. But what I do is I, I print out one hymn and I have that I have a copy of that hymn and I memorize that hymn. Wow. So the hymn that I've been learning is O God, O Lord of Heaven and Earth by Martin Franzman. Can we hear a sample? I you put me on the spot. <laughs> I was gonna put you on the spot. Well you're the one that's learned it. <laughs>
1: I know all four <laughs> verses
0: by memory now. Well, let's hear it. So if I ever get thrown in prison, like uh, like St. Paul, I can sing some hymns to the prisoners. Is it the one we've been singing in the in Lent, in Lent yeah. services? Yeah, it's
1: hard. The ending's hard. The you know the music part.
0: How about we sing that at the end of the podcast? Sure. I'll, and then I'll <laughs> I'll have you to carry me.
1: <laughs> we don't have anybody play the piano. We'll try. <sighs> Timothy's the only one that can get me going on acapella. Oh,
0: yeah, he's got a great voice, too. Okay, Psalm 118, Brian. Um, we, so there, this psalm, there are quite a few verses that are very familiar to the ears of Christians, especially Lutherans, who are used to singing the psalms every Sunday in church and hearing parts of the psalms in the liturgy. Um, Luther, I was reading him. Um, he actually writes that this is his favorite psalm, and I did not know that until today. Oh, well, there's certainly some
1: some verses that jump out at me.
0: Which ones? If you go to
1: 22, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Now, like I said, I haven't done any studying or anything, mm-hmm. but what comes to my mind. When I hear that is, who did Jesus come for? Sinners, the imperfect, not the righteous, but the sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, when I read that, that's kind of where I go with it. Cause you know, a builder wouldn't take a chip stone and, uh, you know, Christ was the only one that was perfect. So he was the only one that could lay the first brick.
0: Ah, Right, that cornerstone has to be perfect. Right. So, who's it going to be? Well, it already is. (laughs) Adam? No. No. Abraham? No. Moses? No. David? Go all the way down the line. Brian Loman? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Uh, No. No, not me. Um, I'm trying to think of the Holy, my grandmother. 90-year-old, she's a saint. There you go. Even she couldn't be the cornerstone. No. Only, but, but Christ is.
1: Well, he was, he was the only flesh that's been born not in a sinful manner.
0: True. Without sin. Um, and, but and this is what's fascinating about the cornerstone is the state the cornerstone um, was in. It's the stone that the builders rejected. And um, this, this takes me to the very beginning of the Gospel of John, right? That, G- that Jesus came to his own and they did not receive him. He created this whole world. He created every single person in it and he came to them and they rejected him. And so this perfect cornerstone the state that he's in is a state of rejection. He is the stone the builders have rejected, and yet he has right past tense. You're drawing on that. He has become the cornerstone. It, he already is. Now, what's interesting about that is that verse is right before a be- like probably the most well-known verse in this whole psalm, the one that. When people hear, this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. That one we know. Yeah. Do you, do you get your eggs at Aldi? No. You're missing out. <laughs> in the inside of the carton is this, this verse. This is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, Psalm 118. And actually, I was, up, I was up there messing around on Leslie's organ, and she's got a, a picture frame up there with that same verse. Um, this is the day. Please, Leslie, forgive me for playing around on the organ. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is a familiar verse. And so the question, the question, when we just see that verse, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we just look at that verse by itself without thinking about all the other verses around it in the psalm. The question that usually comes to mind is, what's the day?
1: Oh, I know the answer to this.
0: Okay, <laughs> enlighten me.
1: This is the day. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So every day that the Lord allows us to wake up is the day that the Lord has
0: made. There, yeah, there definitely seems to be emphasis on the, this because it's repeated twice. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, Let's dive into this for a little bit. Absolutely. Because the the verse you first quoted and started off with, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Um, Jesus quotes this in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's in Matthew chapter 21. And um, in Matthew 21... We are in Holy Week. We are, um, we are fast approaching Jesus' death. Um, the triumphal entry had, has just happened, so we're just outside. Of, we're just past Palm Sunday. And, and it's he, he quotes this psalm in the parable of the tenants. So hear our Lord here, verse 33, Matthew chapter 21, verse 33. He says, here another parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. Okay, just a word about parables before we go any further. Um, parables are a little bit confusing, hard to get our minds wrapped around. But there's always three, there's like three elements to a parable that, were, that it's helpful to keep your eye out for as you read a parable and so the first element is some sort of earthly element something that makes sense so like a guy plants a vineyard and he's digging a wine press so this is something i understand and fenced it in he fenced it in yeah like that i get that um uh the prodigal son parable like the son asks for part of his inheritance and he goes and he squanders it like okay i get i'm trekking with you so that's the first part of the parable The second part that you look for is this: there's always a surprising twist that takes place, something unexpected that you don't see coming. Um, Like when the prodigal son returns, how does the father greet him? After all of his wealth is squandered away on reckless living, the father runs and embraces him and kisses him. Like that's unexpected. And so you're always looking for what's the twist in the parable, and that twist leads you to the third thing, which is, the heavenly meaning behind the parable like why jesus is actually teaching us this he loved to teach his followers with parables and he always taught in parables so that people would learn something about the kingdom of god some some people phrase it this way the parable is a earthly story with a heavenly meaning so we're looking for those three things Um, the first has been given to us so we have a man uh, A master of a house, he's planted a vineyard, he's put a fence around it, he's dug a wine press in it, he's built a tower and leased it to tenants and went out into another country. So now we get into the twist here. Verse 34, when the season for fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. The tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. And again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did the same to them so finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. They took him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, Oh, well, there's a question. Verse 41, who's the they? They said to him. So you have to go back and look at verse 20, verse 23. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, So the they here is the chief priests and the elders. So they said to him, verse 41. He will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus said to them, and here he quotes our psalm, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God, the heavenly meaning, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you the righteous who think they're righteous, and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. The Lord quotes Psalm 118 here in the context of the chief priests and the elders are questioning him. And he applies that psalm to himself. Uh, he is the stone that the builders have rejected. And how how is the stone rejected in the parable? What do they do with the sun? The
1: air, they, they're like, well,
0: we'll just take it. They kill him. They kill him, thinking that they would prosper from it. So the the rejection of the stone was when those nails went through our Lord's hands and he was lifted up on the cross, this was, this was the moment that the, um, the tenants, the ones who were supposed to be taking care of God's vineyard, this was the moment they thought that they had won the day. Let us kill the son and take his inheritance. And so, they, so this is an utter reject, rejection of the stone. When you go back to Psalm 118, you see this psalm is most, it's, it's clearly about Jesus on the cross. Look at, um, look at verse 17, right? I shall not die, I shall live, and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. I thank you that you've answered me. Deep. Verse 12, I was, verse 12, uh, they surrounded me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. Verse 11, they surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. So I I think the first thing that's helpful is this is the day. well, we're talking first about Good Friday. That's the day the stone was rejected.
1: Yeah.
0: And what the Lord... And right after that, this is the day that the Lord has made. Um, or I'm sorry, right before it. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. So... Um, Christ's death on the cross was the Lord's doing. It was his plan, Well, the scriptures say, before the foundation of the world. This wasn't the plan of man. The cross has been foreknown since the foundation of the world, even before the foundation of the world. Um, it's the Lord's doing.
1: That's why I think when you say this is the day that the Lord has made, the Lord is ever so present. Um, you know, we're bound to time because of our sinful nature that leads us to death. But this is the day that the Lord has made. It applies to every day that we're allowed. This is the way I understand it. So uh, let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, don't look for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's got its own trouble. Hmm. This is the day the Lord has made. And it's hard to say it without singing it because <laughs> my daughter, Lorelai and I, yeah. we do this thing or, or, you know, when she's home then I'll be like, this is the day that the Lord has made. And then she'll go, let, let us rejoice and, and be glad in it. it. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's liturgy okay. right there. Absolutely. Um, yes. The, so the the cross, what Jesus accomplished on the cross Yes, that happened 2,000 years ago. Yes, that was, this is the day. But it doesn't stay there. The cross doesn't stay fixed in that moment of time. He's eternally present. That cross is brought to you every day as a... This is Paul. You are baptized into his death. Romans 6. If you've been buried with him in a death like his... The cross of Jesus is, um, it's a daily thing. The cross is placed on us every day, and so this this is the day, this right now, where I'm a baptized believer in Christ. What He accomplished on that cross is mine. The forgiveness of sins is mine, and I rise as a as a new man in righteousness and rejoicing. Um, yeah, and so it is about today, but today means nothing without the cross, without the stone being rejected. So they, they have, you know, I, someone took me out for, for a nice meal a while back, and they asked me about this psalm. They said, what's the day in Psalm 118? This day. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yes, this day, it's today, but it's also the cross and it's also the day the Lord comes back. I mean, it's it. It was Jesus was He is He is to come. I mean, it's all there. You can't. You. He says often
1: that you know, you can't. I can tell you of earthly things, and you won't even understand. No. How would you understand heavenly I'm things. spiritual things? Right. So you know, we're born into sin, therefore we die. But He is everlasting. Can't really wrap your brain around it.
0: I got another thing you can't wrap your brain around. What's that? <laughs> Platypus. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was for Russ. No. <laughs> no. Um, inside joke for those tuning in for no, the first yeah, time. Sorry. Go great. back and watch my previous <laughs> podcast. Um the how this psalm begins, Let Us Give Thanks, you know what uh give thanks is in Greek? do not eucharisto i like it it's why when jesus institutes the supper the very first words of that institution is um the night that our lord was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks eucharisto and in the supper when when we give thanks that is the very moment where the cross is that happened in the past is being placed before us right now in the present and so what when jesus institutes the supper on that on that thursday in the upper room and when he dies on the cross and when you're up here receiving the eucharist that is one event it's amazing he was he is he is to come and the marriage supper of the lamb that never ends you know with the saints who are in heaven rejoicing around the throne heaven and earth colliding in this one mysterious event that is outside of time you want to talk about psalm 118 and when the day is come to the altar yeah <laughs> this is I like the, that. this is the day this is the day the the that Christ was rejected and he is the cornerstone and he is here for you in this bread and in this wine. Let us rejoice and be glad in that. Be glad in it. There's one other thing in the psalm that struck me in light of thinking about Jesus there on the cross. What was it? It was verse 8 and 9. It's better to take a refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It's better to take a refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. I mean it certainly speaks for itself but I was thinking of um, you know those like fake fireplaces you can get yeah insert yeah you can put that in at the house and have a nice little crackling fire going right Um, that's good like it I mean I guess it fills a void
1: doesn't smell the same
0: (laughs) doesn't (laughs) <laughs> right. It doesn't smell the same. It's not as good as the real thing. Like, it's better than nothing, but the real thing is the actual fire crackling with the real wood and the heat that you can feel. And and I think that's that's what's happening here at the cross, right? So the Roman authorities, those who are in charge, the centurion standing there at the cross conscious pilot and and the man with the responsibility and the power yeah those are good things we need those um we need that it fills a void structure yeah but it's man it's not the real thing the real thing is the lord and it's better it's better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in men it's better to take refuge in the lord even then to trust in princes and i think that's the prayer here is who were the elders and the chief priests where were they placing their trust on that day they, themselves <laughs> yeah they're bringing jesus to pontius pilate right well they didn't want their ways to change no and so they turn they turn to man pontius pilate put this man to death right crucify him crucify him and when he is crucified they thought they had won the day. Right. They thought that that was the best that they could get. And uh, they were taking refuge in man. They were taking refuge in the princes. Look at, look at what we did. You know, the, they, Could you imagine? I mean, put yourself in their shoes. They see Jesus as a problem that needs to be dealt with. He's teaching. He's stirring the people up. They don't like it. And so they scheme behind the scenes they rile up the governing authorities, and when they executed him, they thought they had won the day. That would have been the moment for them. You could see, I mean, you could see the almost like the devilish uh, pleasure they would have received by seeing him die on that cross because that was, that was what they had hoped for that man would put an end to this guy and yet it's not the real thing it that that was the the fake fireplace on the wall pontius pilate and the roman centurion and look how mighty we are Uh, the real thing is the lord no authority trumps his authority and (laughs) <laughs> the day was won, but the day
1: was won by the Lord.
0: Yeah, exactly. He turned it into, he turned
1: it into good. And, and what, did, what did he say on, a, on his way to the cross? He was asking God to forgive them. They know not what they do. Yeah. Which applies even today how lost we get. And it, how quickly we get
0: lost, and it happens all throughout every single person in the Bible. Everybody, <laughs> except the one.
1: Yeah, I mean everybody. It, it's so easy to get lost when we're without the Lord for any manner of time. We just
0: crumble and don't know what we're doing, and uh, we're t- lost. We turn. We turn to. We turn to mankind. Yeah, we start to put our trust in man. Yeah, which... So, right now, um, I think there's a lot of people, me included, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, this whole um, social distancing thing and staying at home has been kind of fun. But uh, not. it's starting to get a little old. Right, <laughs> Star- right. It's starting because get-
1: we crave interaction with other humans.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I think a lot of people... Are getting disgruntled um, depressed very easy time to get lost yes and that same anger resentment frustration of the chief priests and the elders and the Pharisees that see a problem and they want to put they want to put an end to it we're right there right now too but our problem isn't the Lord and his teaching our problem is COVID-19 how do we put an end to this well who do we turn to um, certainly, the medical professionals, certainly, our governing authorities, certainly, the people working behind the scenes, and every single person who is pouring blood, sweat, and tears into this that is a good thing, right? We need that. It fills the void. Mm-hmm. The Lord is working through them. But it's better to take refuge in the Lord right. than to trust in man. So, uh, for the Christian, we give thanks to the Lord. He's the real deal. He's <laughs> yeah. the, really the one working behind all everything. He's he's working behind every person, every nurse, every doctor. My trust isn't in man. We trust in the Lord. And the, and this this psalm points us to there's no better place than him. His the refuge he gives to us is better than the refuge that man has yeah. to offer. I mean, what's going on
1: today, you could you could apply over all these chapters you know daniel what would you do if you were dropped into a lion's den your trust has to be in the lord right um jonah and the whale what does he do he comes back to the lord i mean god has a way of punishing us so that we turn to him you, you We need to realize how much we cling on the very providing hand that he gives. And that is such an easy thing to lose focus on.
0: You think he's swallowing us up in a whale right now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Who in a den of lions? Um, How are you going to react? You're Peter, and you're walking on water, and then you're like, oh. I'm (laughs) sinking. I'm sinking. (laughs) I took my eyes off the Lord for a second, and I
0: sunk, and that's how quickly it can happen. Yeah, and Peter actually had the Lord right there to look at, yes. and even he falls. Yeah. Um, I fall a thousand times a day. I mean... What did Luther say? He's sinned a thousand times? a thousand times a day. And that's, that's what the psalmist right here, he points to um, why is it better to take refuge in the Lord? I love these verses. Listen um, to this. Verse 5 The Lord set me free. And in verse seven, the Lord is on my side as my helper. When you have the Lord who is on your side to help you, there's no better person, right? (laughs) I don't care if you put all the world leaders, get them in a room, and they all decide, we're going to take care of you. I would rather have the Lord on my side than all the world's leaders on my side. This is right back at the cross. All the world's leaders turn against Christ. They put him to death. The Lord was his helper. Even in death, he raises him from the dead. This is the apostles' message. Every time they preach in Acts, you killed him. (laughs) But God raised him from the dead. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And so you just you cannot triumph over the Lord. The refuge in Him is better, and I think that would be, I think that's my message for this this week for people listening. Is it's better to take it's better to take refuge in the Lord, because He is ever faithful. He is with us today. This is the day, and He is by your side, and He is your helper. Yes. And it, and it all comes back
1: to the blood too. The blood of Christ is, is everything. It's, it's in the beginning and it's in the end. Um, poured out for us, which is, is very comforting.
0: That's what Daniel ultimately needed in the lion's den it's what jonah ultimately needs in the whale it's what we ultimately need even if the lions devour us right even if we succumb right even if we're killed on a cross or thrown in prison or my worst fear becomes reality i don't need that what i need is the blood of the lamb yes because with the with his blood everlasting life forgiveness of sins purification of your soul yeah and that can never be taken away from us. It's ours by faith. No world leader can take that from us. Right. And no, um, no absence from church, as we do the whole social distancing thing, can take that away from us. Right. We are baptized in the blood of Christ. We are God's children. Um, we are the body of Christ. And we are taking refuge in the Lord. Because there is no one better than Him, our governing authorities are are great. Everyone's doing the best they can. Our local hospital and everyone—I mean, our nurses and doctors and everyone—thank God for them. Right, <laughs> but yeah, that's
1: courage. Yeah. It, it that's it strength. Um, could only come from the Lord. It's
0: good, yes, but we do not trust in that. I, it, it, it it's a. Um, it's an endless cycle to get on Facebook or the computer or on TV looking for answers right when the Bible sits there and collects <laughs> yes, dust it you
1: does. Know, right? yes I mean everybody's guilty of that
0: Yes I did, I did it this morning <laughs> yeah. right because and we talked about this earlier before we started recording you, it's easy to get drowned in all of this. you want to stay aware of the situation. You want to be in tune with what's going on, but it's that's really hard to like just check things out for a minute or two and then right. and then get out of it. But it so find out what's happening, you know, prepare yourself and and take care of those around you. Make wise decisions. But don't look for the answers there. I don't know about you, but I haven't found much that like settles my soul on Facebook or TV. But when I go to the Word, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in man. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. That hits me.
1: Yes. The comfort of knowing that regardless of what happens to you um, in, in any manner, be it death or sickness, any type of affliction that we suffer, we're supposed to be afflicted. Uh, we're humbled if if you're not humble, you will be humbled mm-hmm. um, but it's the saving grace you know i I discipline my children um, and it hurts their feelings and they cry um, and they may suffer slightly from it, but um, you know it's not an hour or two later you know they right back on my hip, you know <laughs> right it, it's it's not an ever lasting punishment no. Um, you know, if you're grounded for two weeks, uh, that's not an everlasting punishment. Right.
0: It's di- well. It's discipline. Right. And when parents, when we are doing our job right, which we try, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, to our children, we are always in the right. Right. We never make mistakes, but we know better. But when, but when we are, when we are exercising our role as parents, rightly, we are using discipline always for their good. Right. It's never punishment for punishment's sake. Right. It's disciplining you for your good. I'm, I want you to become a better human being. That's why this is happening. And (laughs) and Kendra and I have talked about this before. Um, One of the things that we absolutely
1: love about the way you preach is when you say, let's bring it into the home. Because if I discipline Lorelai or Blaine and they ask me why for whatever they got in trouble for, why is that bad? I don't have to tell them anything besides this is for your own good.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. When God punishes us, people the typical response you might hear in my workplace or whatever is well why would god let this happen why would god do this well he doesn't need to explain it to you <laughs> right I much have like i don't have to explain it to, to them. my kid yes right yeah because this is the way it is my parents said that all the time <laughs> yeah because and, I said so. You know,
0: and that's that's a faithful Christian response to that. Yeah, I get it asked. I get asked that too, and it's like, I don't know. And I don't. I guess I don't need to. Don't need to know. I mean, it's not that I'm not asking myself. Right. right? I have the same questions. <laughs> yeah. I think Why? It's natural. You know, some things just don't. It, they don't make sense to me. But you need to let it go, because
1: much like the child lets it go, well, I'm not mad at dad anymore. I, I yeah. learned my lesson. I'm not going to do that anymore. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, when I don't let it go, who am I putting my trust in? My own reason, right. right? Doesn't make sense to me, so I'm not gonna let it go. Well, your reason is good. It fills a void. It's it's the fireplace on the wall, but it's not the real deal. Right? right. God is. Yes. And it's better to take refuge in him. So when I when my reason tells me, Well that doesn't make sense, that why would the Lord do that? Well uh I don't know. I don't have because to. Because he said. Yeah. I just, we have to take it by faith that he's working. He's got eternity in mind. Right. He's working all things together for the good of his people. We cling to his promises. And, uh, and I was going to Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 12. It says, um, it's for discipline that you have to endure. God's treating you as a son. What son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you're left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respect them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us, and this is the key, for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it absolutely Yeah. You, you bring it back to the home what, what, do, what do children need and what do we need as adults we need discipline the disciplined life is a holy life we also need love we need to be cherished and comforted even in the midst of our imperfections and our mistakes and brokenness and, and a child needs both they, they need both discipline and love law and gospel right? when you think about what happens to a child when all they get is discipline And it's just law, 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 do this, don't do that. Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? We'll certainly turn away from you. It'll crush them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It'll break them. It'll Mm. break their spirit. Like, They'll be a wreck. Not the way, not what God intended them to be. Um, And likewise, the other end of it, what happens when all you give to a child is love? So they're sitting there, they're they're wailing on their sibling, just <laughs> yeah. throwing punches, you know. That's fine. Eating Snickers <laughs> yeah. for dinner, and you're like, "Good job, honey." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you want. Whatever. whatever. We love you. No, you, you don't do that to a kid; at wrecks them, right? Yeah. Like they grow up just wailing on everyone else around them, thinking that they um, the world revolves around them. And it's like, wait a, you know, we need both. We need structure. Yeah. Discipline and love, law and gospel. And I think, you know, that the Lord certainly is gracious to give us both. I think this is a time of discipline, a time of um, recognizing that we are not in control. We do not call the shots. And even with all the people and princes and men and women who are fighting and helping, Still can't overcome it without the Lord. Right, and if we can't do that with a disease, we certainly can't do it with our sin or with death. Uh, no one's been able to figure that one out yet, but the Lord has. Right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's why we put—we should put our trust in Him. Yeah, he is the salvation.
0: He's by your side. He's ever sure. He's faithful. He'll see you through. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what went the worst time in my life, um Oh we're gonna get
0: personal. Emotionally,
1: yeah, personally. (laughs) Um, you know, that could have gone two different directions. And at that time, um, you know, I I wasn't at church every Sunday, I wasn't in the word, I wasn't around the word or hearing the word. And uh the word came to me Mm -hmm. through that affliction and my life has changed ever since my eyes were opened and and there's just been a huge snowball effect those who seek shall find It's very true um i I feel i've experienced that greatly um and, and it is a this is the day blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord
0: well, I'm certainly thankful for that affliction because if it wasn't for that affliction, um, I would have never heard you sing George Strait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Exactly.
0: No, but the Lord, the Lord, uh, the Lord brought you back to His house. And I was
1: being disciplined.
0: Yeah. I and mean, I was not living right.
1: I didn't put Christ at the head of the household. I didn't put the structure that 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 was commanded by God. Yeah, you're a trusting in my man. house. Yes. Yeah, so I was trusting myself. Yourself. Yeah. Which is good, but it more so now it's the fake fireplace on the wall. Christ. Christ. Right? I mean yeah. you put your trust in Christ and trust in that. Yeah. It Maybe is not. better.
0: It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in man. Yes. I think that needs to sink in for all of us um because better is an understatement but it's certainly helpful so the things i'm putting my trust in one that's who your god is whoever you're putting your trust in is your god whoever sees you through the day right like oh Thank the Lord. What is this Tiger King thing I keep hearing? Is it Tiger King? I
1: don't know. I've I've been seeing that. Too. I haven't watched it, there's but
0: a... I, I'm am hearing rumbles about it. And it's like if that's what gets you through the day right now, eight hours of Tiger King, right, or Netflix binging, you found who your God is then. Right. It's a TV right. on a wall, right. Which is good. That there's a place for that, but far better than Tiger King, right. <laughs> <laughs> far better than Netflix binging. Far better than a vaccine. Even
1: one line of this psalm is better than all of it. Is the Lord, yes.
0: and He's always there. He's right. Th- he's with you right now. He'll be with you tomorrow. And I liked what, I liked how you brought Jesus in earlier. His words with today, right? Tomorrow will worry for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. Today and what's the whole point of that of his of his sermon in Matthew 6 when he's talking about that you know the birds they neither reap nor, nor sow nor gather in the barns yet your heavenly father feeds them right
1: look how much they have
0: yeah and the lilies you know they're 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 more beautiful and yet your heavenly father clothes them how much more value are you than the birds and the lilies and the hairs of your head are numbered. The Lord will take care of you. (laughs) Yes. So um, take refuge in that. Yeah. And I
1: I get how difficult that can be because you have Israelites in the wilderness eating food from heaven and still like... (laughs) when can we stop eating this <laughs> <Right>. like, like
0: <laughs> yeah wow Yeah.
1: I mean how, how easy it is to be lost
0: to Unthinkful. get lost yeah it is this is uh, teaching us to be thankful yes. for what we have well it's time to sing <laughs> this song as promised lead on okay here we go O God, O Lord of heaven and earth Thy living finger never wrote That life should be and aimless Mote a deathward drift from futile birth Thy word meant life triumphant hurled In splendor through thy broken world Since light awoke and life began. Thou hast desired thy life for man. Thou Thou camest to
2: our hall of death, O Christ, to breathe our poisoned air, to drink for us the dark despair that strangled our reluctant breath. How beautiful the feet that trod, the road that leads us back to God. How beautiful the feet that ran to bring the great good news to man. O Spirit, who didst once restore Thy church that it might be again the bringer of good news to men breathe on thy cloven church once more. That in these gray and latter days there may be those whose life is praise each life a high doxology but But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you peace. Amen.